We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. July 4, 1776, the Continental Congress signed the Declaration of Independence, creating a sovereign United States of America. And though we call it the Declaration of Independence, many of the words used make it more of a declaration of dependence on God our Creator. Stay with us today as we reaffirm that dependence on Almighty God in every aspect of life. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Psalm 95, the radio outreach ministry of the National Christian Choir from the greater metropolitan area surrounding our nation's capital. I'm Kathy Bowman, your host for this weekly devotional time featuring scripture, commentary, and the inspiring music of the choir, all designed to encourage you in your faith journey. And I'm so glad you could join me here today as we celebrate our upcoming national birthday on July 4th by taking a fresh look at the Declaration of Independence and its inclusion of references to God. Now, I realize that there is a heated debate over the religious persuasion of the Founding Fathers, particularly that of Thomas Jefferson, who drafted the Declaration. The deism to which Jefferson subscribed has colored the interpretation of some with regard to the meaning of the references to God within the Declaration. But it must be remembered that although Jefferson drafted the document, It was subsequently revised by others in the Second Continental Congress, some of whom demonstrated strong Christian faith. So today we're going to look at these references to God in light of biblical truth and celebrate the fact that the document which initially created our national identity both recognized the one true living God as described in Scripture and advocated for our corporate dependence on Him to ensure success as a fledgling nation. The first reference we see to God is found in the opening paragraph of the Declaration. He is referred to as nature's God. And while iconoclasts would see this only as a name coined by deists of that day, Scripture is absolutely clear that the God of the Bible is God of all nature. Consider just a few of the many verses that bear this out. Psalm eighty-nine, eleven: The heavens are yours, The earth also is yours, the world and all it contains. You have founded them. Jeremiah 27.5 I have made the earth, the men and the beasts which are on the face of the earth, by my great power and by my outstretched arm. Romans 1.20 
For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. Psalm 19.1 The heavens are telling of the glory of God, and their expanse is declaring the work of His hands. reference to God is included in these familiar words from the second paragraph. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, and among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Recognizing God as our Creator 
sets a firm foundation from which we can begin to understand His intention for all creation as expressed in His Word.
hope you're enjoying the music of the National Christian Choir here on this edition of Psalm 95. I'm your host, Kathy Bowman, and today as we anticipate the July 4th holiday, we're looking at the important document that was signed on that date in 1776, the Declaration of Independence. But the focus of our program today is on the references to our Almighty God that are found in that Declaration. It becomes obvious that our Founding Fathers looked to God for blessing and approval of their actions. In the summation near the end of the Declaration, we read that they were appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for the rectitude of their intentions. In other words, they were appealing or praying, if you will, that the good intent of their actions would be acceptable in God's sight. God in this phrase is referred to as the Supreme Judge of the world. And we see in these scriptures, God will indeed be that supreme judge. Psalm 50, verse 6, The heavens declare his righteousness, for God himself is judge. Isaiah thirty-three twenty-two: For the Lord is our judge, the Lord is our lawgiver, the Lord is our king, he will save us. Psalm 9, verse 8, And he will judge the world in righteousness. He will execute judgment for the peoples with equity. The important point here is that the writers of the Declaration were looking to God for His guidance and wisdom. They were appealing to Him for favor upon their good and right intentions. In this sense, the prayers begun on that day in 1776 should continue even today, that God would bless these United States as we act in a manner that would be pleasing and acceptable in His sight. The storm clouds gather far across the sea. Let us pledge allegiance to the land that's free. Let us all be Oh, 
the mountains to the prairies to the oceans white with foam bless America my home sweet home bless America my home sweet home. The last sentence in the declaration provides the impetus for titling today's broadcast Declaration of Dependence. Those final words are, and for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Of course, the term divine providence is another reference to God, and in making this statement of reliance on Him, our Founding Fathers set the tone for what should be the attitude and actions of all leaders in this country. After all, we are one nation under God, as our Pledge of Allegiance says, and it is in God we trust, as every piece of our currency reminds us.
Well, that's all the time we have on today's special broadcast, celebrating America's upcoming birthday on July 4th. But before I go, I have a few important announcements for you. First of all, coming up next Sunday, July 9th, the choir will be back singing at the Mount Gretna Tabernacle in Mount Gretna, Pennsylvania at 7 o'clock p.m. This is always a much-anticipated event, so come early for best seating. Or you can bring lawn chairs to sit under the trees around the tabernacle. It's always a great evening, so don't miss it. Again, that's next Sunday, July 9th at 7 o'clock p.m. at the Mount Gretna Tabernacle in Mount Gretna, Pennsylvania. And then we have another wonderful camp meeting-style concert on Thursday evening, August 3rd in Denton, Maryland. We'll be singing at the Chesapeake Camp and Conference for their annual family camp. That concert is at 7.30 in the evening. It's easy to get to, just over the Bay Bridge on Maryland's eastern shore. Why not make a day of it and head over early, enjoy some Maryland seafood, and then a wonderful concert by the National Christian Choir. That's Thursday, August 3rd in Denton, Maryland at 7.30 p.m. All the details are on our website. We hope to see you there. And right now we have a special way of saying thank you when you contribute to the ministry of the choir this month. When you send a minimum donation of $25, we will send you two CDs by the choir, Balm in Gilead and The Wondrous Cross. That's two CDs sent to you for your minimum donation of just $25. And don't forget to write the word offer on the memo line of your check. Now here's the mailing address. National Christian Choir, P.O. Box 1600, Germantown, Maryland, 20875. That's National Christian Choir, P.O. Box 1600, Germantown, Maryland, 20875. Now don't forget, the choir is in production on a brand new album to be released this fall called Healer of My Heart. This album will really minister to those who may be facing a hard time right now, but it also includes songs of praise for our God who carries us through those times. You can still become a sponsor of this album. All the details are on our website, nationalchristianchoir.org. You can sponsor at several different levels and receive some great perks for helping us get this album done. Once again, this is Kathy Bowman, thanking you for joining me today. Be sure to tune in again next week as we worship together here on Psalm 95 with the National Christian Choir. <laughs> 